Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're going to feature a show that we recorded up in Fort Collins, Colorado at the Lincoln Center about a dozen years ago. It's a great show, and it starts right now. Coming to you this week from Fort Collins, Colorado, it's E-Town on the Road. With this week's musical guests from Atlanta, Georgia, Indigo Girls. And from Denver, Colorado, Nathaniel Raitliff. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, join me in welcoming Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town, where we get together every week, listen to some live music, and talk about the world around us. As Helen said... We are back up here in Fort Collins, Colorado. The, uh, yeah. I read, a, I read a description of Fort Collins recently. They called it a college town with a thriving beer culture. <laughs> and, now, and now that alone is not an unusual combination, I don't think. But uh, one of the many things that makes Fort Collins pretty unusual is they're also really making an effort here to be one of the most energy-efficient downtowns, one of the greenest spots in the country. It's a place where folks really seem to like their live music, too, with uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, outdoor festivals, Bohemian Nights, New West Fest, all that stuff. And, of course, all of that stuff makes us feel right at home. So thank you for that. We're happy up here. Um, Our first... Our first guests met each other in elementary school, just outside of Decatur, Georgia, but it wasn't until they both left for college and then came back to the Atlanta area that they got serious about making music together, found a name for themselves, their duo, and uh, since that time they put out about 11 studio records and a couple of live ones. They've won a Grammy, they sold millions of records, they've toured all over the world, but what has stood out, I think even more than all of that, is that they are as well-known for what they stand for as they are for what they sing. Everybody knows that they are passionate, principled poster children for the power of music and trying to make things better, especially for those whose voices are not easily heard. So they're um, just great guests for E-Town, and we're happy to have them back. Please welcome back to E-Town, Indigo Girls. Thanks, y'all. I have to divulge something to you. Amy's on an airplane. (laughs) It's okay, though. She's coming. (laughs) She's coming. We had a little bit of a travel snafu today. So she's on her way, and she's going to make way here. And and, uh, those of you who know Amy's parts, we're going to do some Indigo Girls songs. Sing them out like you're on the radio. Now I get to play with the E-Town band. I always wanted a band, but we could never afford it, so this is good. It's cheap and it's fun. Are we ready? Today my mind is drawn a blame. I can't miss you the color of this in. There's no gas left in. Beast lays down, feeds 
Emily, you, this is kind of a treat. We just get to hang out with you for a minute. So, so is it 25 years just about of the Indigo Girls, right? We started professionally in 1980. I'm just trying to imagine you guys, because you did sort of know each other even though you weren't friends in elementary school, right? You sort of kind of were aware of each other a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we met when we were 9 and 10 years old. And, yeah. Formative you know, years. Yeah. yeah. And when you're a year apart, you don't hang out with other kids in the class. Right. So she was a year younger. And, but I was aware of her because she played guitar. And I play guitar. Yeah. And when we both joined the uh, chorus in high school, that's when we became really good pals, really like close friends, and then yeah. started playing music. We went to her house more often than mine because her mom let her have Coca-Cola. <laughs> she had better snacks. <laughs> wow. It's, see, see how those little, it's the little things that can make such a difference <laughs> in kids' lives. It's true. And I just wonder, was there a time when you and Amy were singing, and obviously, you know, it worked, and you found something, you found a sound together, but was there a time when you thought, whoa, this is actually really kind of cool and unusual, and boy, I really think this could actually go somewhere? We never thought about it like that, quite honestly. It was just great fun, and all we ever wanted to do was play the next gig and move on, and we set up our own tours, but we never, ever had plans to make this a career until towards the end of college where we had to make a decision about our livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, were you surprised by the degree to which you guys became sort of mentors and role models for young people? 
Because I know you did. Well, we lost, we lost fans as soon as we came out of the closet. You know, we were going to, we, we immediately, you know, one fear about coming out is that you're going to be um, pigeonholed. And indeed we were, and we came across a lot of that in our career, but it was always more important for us to be part of the movement. And I think Amy and I come from a very simple philosophy that was taught to us by our families, which is that we're citizens of the world, not just independent and separate from everyone else. And so I think maybe the fact that we've kept to that vision has allowed us to mentor people who are trying to find that path as well. And, you know, the most important thing is to find your own voice and your own path, but to realize that you came from something before you and something ahead of you is going to come from you. So it's just that continuum that we believe in. It, it's pretty hard to argue with that, really. I mean, that's just like, you know... The Tea Party could probably yeah. argue with it. Uh, well, <laughs> they, would have to work, they would have to work hard. We don't want to get political, though, do we? Well, I was going to ask you, you know, as a feminist, if you have, might have some advice for Sarah Palin. My advice would be go back to school. It's never too late. It's never too late. Hey, um, speaking of independent voices, I want to talk to you about this organization called Voices of Hope that you're involved with, Women's Choir. Maybe just tell us a little bit about that. Well, the chaplain at the Metro State Women's Prison in Atlanta was a former student of my dad's who taught at Emory. He taught theology for 30 years. She was a student, and she's been the chaplain at the prison for over 20 years, and she just knew that I was involved in the music business and I helped one of the former prisoners, a woman who actually spent time on death row for a crime she didn't commit, and a woman with a gorgeous voice. And so I worked on her CD first and then Susan, the chaplain, always had a dream, Susan Bishop, of having the gospel choir from the prison record a CD. So she got me involved in that. Man, you don't wanna be a white girl trying to sing that music. <laughs> I, I felt very humbled, quite honestly, because African-American gospel music is probably my favorite, the most stirring to my soul. Yeah. Yeah. But so we did, uh, we went to Emory University and we recorded a show live and it's, the, the CD's called Voices of Hope and you can get it through iTunes and also all the proceeds from the sale of the CD go to the Children's Center at the prison, which provides a nurturing and loving and warm and educational environment for kids whose moms are in, who are incarcerated. So it was quite wow. very stirring and inspirational invitation for me. And there's a whole movement in this country, actually. Mm -hmm. There's Thistle Farms out of Nashville and mm -hmm. the IF Project out of Seattle. So if y'all are interested, check that out because um, we're all in it together. No one knows what someone's been through until you go through it themselves. So. That's right. That's a good point. Well, you know that we could do this for a while, just kind of stand up here and chat, but it'd be kind of nice to play some more music. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get a chance to, to hear a little more of Emily on her own, and then Amy's going to join you later on, and got a bunch of stuff coming up. But again, just thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back to E-Town. Welcome back, if you would, Emily Sayers from the Indigo Girls. <laughs> I have to commend the band as well because they learned all these songs this afternoon, so fantastic. <laughs> Helen, way to go.
construct of our days through the thinning of the trees how come i only build a house of cards it gets blown to pieces by the fall's first fickle breeze when i feel that stirring the illicit kiss is just the cool tongue of the devil with a sucker in his midst One day I'll change And you'll be the first one that I call I owe you an apology Too many thanks and that's not all But I've been running long before I learned to crawl my calendar lies crumpled, laid to waste It's been scrawled on, thumbed through and changed So will this be the measure of my days? Dinners and appointments and deadlines I can't make And when I start to feel that making sense for me that's just hope springing eternally yeah. One day I'll change You'll be the first one that I call I owe you, I owe you an apology Too many thanks and that's not all But I've been running and outside the summer's gone for good Dying in patience, stacked up wood My friends will get together to cook Talk about what's happened, take a second Master loves the servant who blind heeds him The husband, the obedient wife The snake will always bite the hand that feeds him Even if you love him, even if you save his life Emily Sayers, the Indigo Girls. She'll be back along with Amy Ray. Play some more music later on, along with the E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, and Helen Forster singing harmony. Such a great singer. We'll be back with more, including the Achievement Award and music from Nathaniel Rateliff after a short break. 
Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by our family of supporters, including Charlie and Leanne Sander, Brad Feld and Amy Batchelor, and a special thanks to Ed Littlefield Jr. for your continued support. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. Indigo Girls are going to be back to play some music in a while. We've also got, uh, coming up, a great singer-songwriter, Nathaniel Rateliff is here. Really strong singer from down in Denver. Play a bunch of songs. You know, um, before we get back to music, though, every week we get a chance to share with you a story that one of our listeners uh, sent us or someone who, who they were so inspired by that they wanted to share their story with us so we could spread the word on the air. These are always in... in just uh, every case, it's a simple story of somebody who saw a need, saw an opportunity to make a difference, make a dent. They stepped up, they took the chance, and they made something better right where they are in their hometowns. We call it the Achievement Award. It's actually made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Our nominator is listener Tammy O'Dell. She lives here in Fort Collins and tunes into E-Town on KUNC. She's nominating Craig Secker, also of Fort Collins, for this week's Achievement Award. Now, Craig's originally from Wisconsin. He moved to Colorado in 1990 after earning a college degree in psychology. He became a case manager in the child protection field, working with abused and neglected children. Uh, several years into his career, Craig had his own personal aha moment. Sitting in yet another difficult case debriefing, he could clearly see that again and again kids were falling through the cracks, so to speak, because the system itself was ineffective due to two things. Agencies and caseworkers were overwhelmed by the sheer numbers of abused children, and money and resources were sorely lacking to support efforts to deal with these kids' needs. But instead of giving up and walking away in frustration, Craig came up with a new and effective way to help these most vulnerable kids. First, by engaging the businesses in his town to get involved in supporting these children, and second, by raising an awareness within the public at large about the issue of child abuse and neglect on both a local and national level. Now, Nick, Craig, I'm happy to say, is here with us in person to tell us more. So right now, would you all please welcome this week's Achievement Award winner, Craig Secker. Hey, Craig. Hey, Nick. Glad you could join us. Um, Helen mentioned that you were seeing an overburdened system. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think the biggest thing that we witnessed uh, when I was still in child protection and even still today is there's a real lack of awareness about 
uh, the problems that we're dealing with. This is a, a tremendous need in our community and, and pr pretty much all communities. But yeah. Even uh, affluent communities, places where you don't expect this to be a big deal. You know, I think that is part of the other issue. We live in a beautiful, affluent, educated community, and we tend to think that child abuse, neglect, abandonment, uh, child abuse deaths are happening somewhere else, not here. But you've identified ways that you could make a dent, make a difference. Yeah, I, what we realized after meeting with all of the agencies and discovering that we had these great needs and these core services needed to happen and be provided for these kids for the, the healthiest opportunity possible, there was one other little problem. They said, but if you're going to be another nonprofit agency that is effectively competing with us for a very mm -hmm. finite resource of yeah. donations, grants, and fundraisers, we're not so sure we want that. And that was really my aha moment uh, again mm -hmm. to say, well, I had never thought of that. And it really raised this awareness that all of these agencies out there doing great works, they have this problem of not working together because they're mm -hmm. so busy outwriting each other for grants and trying to get the resources in to keep their doors open mm -hmm. that it really took away a lot of the collaborative efforts of working together. So therefore, there were more gaps in services, sometimes overlaps in services. But most importantly, we weren't uniting as a human services community and being that singular voice for abused and at-risk children yeah. here locally. So you found a niche. You found something you could do that was different and it wasn't redundant and wasn't competing with the other organizations. Yeah. So to do that, our underwriting had to be coming from a different slice of the pie that wasn't donations, yeah. grants, and fundraisers. And uh, we became uh, effectively a cause marketing organization where we went out to the business community and we said, listen, we would like you to put some of your marketing dollars. Now, this is an entirely different slice of the pie. Mm -hmm. to put some of their advertising and promotional dollars, which they're doing anyways, into marketing their business and getting it out there and getting that positive name association mm -hmm. and community appeal, of course, that goes along with helping kids in the community. Yeah. And that underwrites everything that we do in our organization. Currently, we have uh, nearly 150 business members here in Larimer County that help us do what we do. Oh, that's cool, Craig. Yeah, so, it's, so you've... Um Uh, but when did you start all this, Craig? We started 1995. Yeah. Any idea how much money you've raised since then? It was somewhere between six and seven million dollars has been raised and distributed to abuse oh, wow. and at-risk children. Oh wow, that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and do you have any personal connection with kids who've benefited from this program and you know seeing how it's affected their lives and their trajectory? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's been a, amazing. I, I have one little girl in particular that uh, I started working with her when she was just three years old. She was uh, brought out of just a, a heinous situation of abuse and neglect and squalor and, and just circumstances that no child, no human should ever have to be around. And over the years, she'd uh, come in with questions she wanted to ask about things and we'd just kind of pop in and I mm -hmm. wouldn't see her for a few more years. And then uh, a few years later, I, actually, she was 12 years old. I got a phone call from her, and she said, uh, I want you to come and be a part of my adoption ceremony. Mm. And she was being adopted into a new family, and she invited me to be there, which I thought was a tremendous honor. And I was able to go there and be a part of that adoption ceremony and just see that her life was taking a great path. And that really felt nice to see some of those seeds that were planted coming to uh, fruition. But it continues to get better. I got, can I share the rest of the story? Yeah. All right, I will. Uh, I got the microphone now. Uh, yeah, and, and Amy's on a plane anyway, so what's, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, the, this, uh, we, we do a lot of events and community outreach, and we had a, a parade that we were doing, and we needed volunteers. And it came down to the, uh, the parade where we were doing this, and, and there was a whole bunch of these teenage girls that were there. And I kept thinking, where did all these teenage kids come from that were volunteering? It was kind of an unusual group to have there. It was probably close to 20 of them. And, I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, it was her that she had kind of enacted all of her friends to come mm -hmm. down and volunteer. So she came from being a child we were serving to going through that healing path to them being a volunteer. 
And then just uh, a few years ago, I got a phone call from her, and she said, Craig, I'm turning 18, and I'm going to have a burning ceremony. It's a separation of past and starting a new future, and uh, where she wants to take all the things that symbolize the, the bad stuff of her past, and she wanted to burn it. And when she turned 18, she wanted to start a new life. And I kind of assumed she was calling to get something from me as I was part of that past, and be able to put that in a burning ceremony, and be able to say goodbye and move on with her life. And so I, I asked her, I said, do you need something from me? Uh, and she said, what do you mean? And I said, do you need something for your burning ceremony to say goodbye? And she said, oh, no. And I swear I heard the, the voice of that three-year-old again. And she said, oh, no, Craig, you saved me. And uh, that is the true uh, end result we get to see of these seeds planted. So it is wonderful. It's amazing. Well, Craig, we've got a, um, we've got a framed... The Achievement Award Certificate for you. The name of the organization, again, is... Re Realities for Children. Realities for Children. If anybody wants more information, if you want to find out, you can get involved. It's important work. Congratulations. This week's winner of the Achievement Award, Mr. Craig Secker from the organization Realities for Children, doing great work combining business and helping kids. Thank you, Craig. Congratulations. The Achievement Award is made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. And we are here in their hometown of Fort Collins. Let's give them a hand. Our thanks uh, to this week's listener nominator, Tammy O'Dell. We'll be giving her and our winner, Craig, generous gift bags filled with wonderful E-Town items and more. For our listeners, if you'd like to hear this entire interview again, or if you'd like to nominate someone for an Achievement Award, maybe someone you've heard of or someone you know personally, who's doing great work to better the lives of others in some way, you can do that all on our website, etown.org, or write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks again to Craig. Congratulations. A wonderful story. As I mentioned, the Indigo Girls are going to be back and play some more music in a while. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest. Nathaniel Rayliff grew up in rural Missouri, small towns, not a lot of money. He left school and went to work when he was 13. When his dad died, much later, he moved to Denver and continued to work in blue-collar jobs, loading and unloading trucks. But all the while, music was coming in and songs and singing and, and playing and listening was a big part of what he was doing. He's now got a CD out. It's called In Memory of Loss. The New York Times calls it pensive, rousing, stark, and eloquent. Uh, please welcome to E-Town a really talented singer and songwriter along with his band, Nathaniel Rateliff.
And I can't put a finger on it Nathaniel Rayliff, thanks for joining us. Um, small, yeah. Small town, uh, Missouri. Hey. Yeah. And was it a musical family? Did you have music at home? Yeah, my mom and my dad both played. My mom played 12 string and sang beautifully, and my father sang beautifully and uh, played most wind instruments. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, sometimes as we're growing up, as kids, we find that a song captures a certain place and time, and we can always call it up because it's connected to this piece of music. Did you have anything like that when you were growing up? I did. There was a, you know, like we went to a, we went to like a small Christian church, and and as, as I started to get older, I couldn't figure out why that music, if you know God had created music, why it wasn't better than Imagine, because I had heard. <laughs> Right. So, I guess, you know, I was told that that was supposed to be a really humanistic song. 
But then I thought that was really kind of ironic because we're human. So, yeah, it just didn't really make sense to me. But it, that was one that I heard, like, yeah. we had, like, two channels. And uh, there was some special. And I think it was Paul McCartney did the special. And he sang Imagine on the grand piano yeah. by himself. That blew your mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Denver, how has Denver been as a musical community for you? Because obviously you're a really talented writer and singer. This is something you. you clearly have been passionate about and doing for a long time. So was Denver a community that nurtured that creative spirit in you when you got there? Definitely. Uh, you know, it was really nurturing. And yeah. there was a lot of really great bands at the time when we were playing As Born in the Flood. And, like, there was never a competition. There was never any animosity. And... Uh, it seemed like we would go see our friends play excited about how great their show was and only want to play equally as good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's still that way. And oh, that's there's cool. new bands all the time mm-hmm. that are always surprising me. So. And this is a great combination of, of uh, players. And it just sounds like this is a really nice... You've fallen in with a really good group for your songs. It seems like they're really able to sing great, you know, really good. Julie's singing great and Joseph's singing great. And yeah, I got really lucky. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, no, really, congratulations. It's, you're off to a great start Thanks. with this new venture, new band, new record, new yeah. record company. And uh, we're glad you could stop by and join us. Right we're going to get back to music. All right. Welcome back to E-Town, Nathaniel Radliff. Without well done. 
It's taken years to make a beautiful shroud I got no use in talking about anything And I can tell you it seems to be a haunt to me It does no good to talk about anything The CD is called In Memory of Loss on Around the Records, along with Joshua Pope, the third on guitar and backup vocals, Julie Davis on the bass and vocals, Ben DeSoto on the drums, James Hahn on the keys. Great writer and great singer, Nathaniel Rateliff. You guys are going to hear more and more about these guys. We'll be back with more music after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forrester. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WUMB, Folk Radio in Boston, Massachusetts, on KCSN in Northridge, California, and on WLGE in Ephraim, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. As always, if you'd like more information about any of our guests or you'd like to find out what E-Town is up to these days, lots of stuff is available online at etown.org. Fort Collins, Colorado. You holding up okay? Home of, uh, home of Fort Zed, the effort to make the area around here produce as much electricity as it uses and to show the country that we don't always need to support old infrastructure, the old ways of fossil fuels. They're not going away uh, anytime soon, but we have choices, and this place is helping to 
basically lead the country, show us that it's possible to make choices around even big issues like this. So thanks once again, Fort Collins, for kind of being a nice icebreaker in this uh, technological advancement that Fort Zed, I think, is a great idea. So people can find out more about that, too, if they want. Yes. One of the many reasons why we love it here. Guys, ready? Please help me welcome to the stage here at the Lincoln Center, the Indigo Girls. She made it. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> you guys are really sweet. That's, and uh, I really appreciate everybody at E-Town um, taking up my slack, and Emily especially. Um, it's in the it books out. now. It's in the yeah, books. In the books. <laughs> These are good people, I, I can yeah. tell you. I, I think I owe y'all. All right, we're going to try this.
Branson. We gotta check out your car. I said it's funny. Cause I think we were on the same boat back in 1694.
State of Georgia, along with the E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, Helen Forster. We've got time for one more song. I want to thank everybody for being here on the show. And I'm going to get everybody out here on stage. I want to thank all our guests. I want to thank our uh, uh, award winner, Craig Secker, bringing the business community together to help fight child abuse and neglect right here in the state of Colorado. Thanks to Nathaniel Rateliff and his band. They did a great job singing and playing. Thanks to the Indigo Girls. They sound great. Thanks to the hardworking E-Tones and Helen Forrester. Thanks to all of you, the citizens, the residents of E-Town. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here's a, here's a classic we're all gonna get to be, have a part in. I hope you can sing along. I'm Nick Forrester. Hope you can join us next week right here in E-Town. There ain't no use to sit and watch wine, baby Even you don't know by now And there ain't no use to sit and watch wine, baby You don't ever do somehow When your rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason I'm traveling on And don't think twice, it's alright
including James Tuttle, Cheryl Winston, and Ian Hendrick. Show is recorded live this week at the Lincoln Center in Fort Collins, Colorado. To comment about E-Town, make an Achievement Award nomination, or find out how to get tickets to a live taping, send an email to info at etown.org, visit our website, etown.org, or write us at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. And calling out my name, gal Like you'd never done before And there ain't no use in calling out my name, gal I can't hear it anymore I'm thinking and wondering Walking down the road I once loved a woman, a child The national distribution of E-Town is made possible by the support of E-Town's family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. Walking down that long, lonesome road, babe, where I'm bound, I can't tell. Goodbye is too good a word, babe, so I'll just say fairly. This is a production of E-Town. Wow, the very exciting, slightly anxiety-producing, almost missed opportunity to have the Indigo Girls on E-Town. But we pulled it off. It sounded great. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.